Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 286, recorded live on Friday, December 14th, 2012. And here are your hosts, the man who finally figured out the postcards, Dave Play. Hey! And the man who got it after postcard number three, Andy Lowe. Hi. Well, aren't you special? Yes, yes I am. Postcard 11 actually was supposed to be the, hey, this is what's going on postcard, but mine just said, this is your official, you figured it out, first postcard. Well, good for you. And congratulations to Aaron, we should probably say. Yes, explain the postcards to people. Uh, so Hansowitz was sending us postcards. Hans, by the way, is, is one of our frequent random topic contributors. Yes. So all of those really, really weird ones, chances are they're his. Like the Care Bear one, you know? Yeah. That was Hans. Care Bear Stare. So yeah, he was sending out the postcards to everybody, and I realized after the third one, my guess is because I was working at the post office, yeah. so I was reading all the postcard nuances, <laughs> comparing it to other postcards that people had sent me. And I suddenly looked at it, and I'm like, what is this web address? Sites.google.com slash site slash Hans postcard. Yeah. I mean, for, for me, that, that wasn't so much as the copyright 2012 Aaron Hansowitz. That's the first part. I mean, that, that was it. That, I didn't even see the website. I saw the copyright 2012 Aaron Hansowitz. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> what? So, yeah, Aaron Hansowitz, our friend. Starting a postcard business. Yes. So I feel kind of special. Granted, you should. I'm one of the the people who also enjoys the uh, ARG. So I I don't think this well it might qualify as an ARG. These are really good pictures. I I want to know if Aaron took these himself or had a photographer go around or what because these are really good pictures. I don't know. I'm guessing. Hopefully, Hans did it all on himself. I don't know. We'll find out. I'm sure because he does listen to the show. Yes. We'll probably get some listener mail. Yeah. Hence, <laughs> yes. Nothing. Just amused at the listener mail pun, and, and trying to figure out if Aaron's going to mail us. Does he mail your place, my place, or the official address of Ari Podcast? I don't know. Or he could just email us. I think last time he texted me though and called you. Yeah. I I suppose he could also just hit us up on Facebook. We both do sign on from time to time. Yeah. I also um on one of the postcards I sent back to Hans. I gave him a test. Yeah? He hasn't figured it out yet. Oh, uh, well, now he will. What test? Um, I put a coded message on there. You're a bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I found the gnome, by the way. Speaking of scavenger hunts. Oh? Yep, he's sitting here on my desk. Ah. I was going to say, speaking of listener mail, we had some from last time. We did? Yes. Would, would you like to go over the listener mail? Yes, the first one was, um, we... <laughs> We got a lot of listener. Oh, okay. B- before you do this, I'd like to point out, Andy posted the episode on Sunday night yes. at 10 o'clock. Yes. At 10.15, I had mail. I got it at 10.35. Oh, well, maybe it was 10.35. <laughs> I still had mail within like a half an hour of the episode going up. About that episode. Yeah. Because certain listeners don't live in the Eastern time zone. They live in a much, much, much more Eastern time zone. And I think for them, he's it was actually, five in the morning. Yeah, isn't he like plus? He might be plus. mean time. Yeah. So it was like five in the morning for him. Eh, whatever works. But um, we didn't know what the meaning was for looking a gift horse in the mouth. I have now been told by four separate people what that means, by the way. Yeah. 
So when you get a gift horse, you can you can tell the age of a horse by looking at the teeth. Quality. Not sure exactly how. Told. Well, I've been told it's not so much the age as the quality of the horse. Ah, it can be determined by its teeth. Right. So if you get a if you get a free horse, you shouldn't look at the the teeth and go, hmm. Well, yeah, it's a good horse. For, yeah, thanks for this great horse. I, I, it's a no, it's a good horse. Look, you, you can see in the teeth that that's a good horse. Don't do that. No, I love his uh, other analogy was having a couple coming over for dinner ask how much the bottle of wine or whatever they brought cost. I mean, that's rude. Yeah. Oh, okay. Time to go out and buy like the cheapest wine I can find. Hey, man, two buck chuck. Two buck chuck. Yeah. Not familiar with two buck chuck. Two buck chuck. Is the uh, I this think it's Charles thing Shaw. I think it's is it Charles Shaw that is two buck Chuck. I don't know. But it was a wine that was uh, sold at um, Trader Joe's. Okay, it's bottled under the Charles Shaw label. In California, it goes for two dollars, hence the name two buck Chuck. Yes. So okay. Now I feel like I should go and um, next when you're in town, get you a bottle of two buck Chuck at Please Trader don't. Joe's. I do not want wine that only costs two dollars. But the the thing though is, it, it doesn't. It's not supposed to taste like. Supposedly, it won a couple of awards or something like that. But two dollars. So if it's For good wine. wine, yeah. Here we go. Awards at the twentieth twenty eighth annual International Eastern Wine Competition. Shaw's two hundred two thousand and two Shiraz re- received the double gold medal. Be besting roughly twenty three hundred other wines in the competition. That's a lot of wines. <laughs> two buck chuck. Hmm. The two thousand and five California Chardonnay was judged the best Chardonnay from California at the commercial wine competition of the two hundred uh, two thousand and seven California Expo and State Fair. Well, maybe I'll have to go to Trader Joe's and try two buck chuck. And I'm just kind of concerned with a wine with a name of two buck chuck. Hey, if it's good wine, who cares how much it costs? Or what its name is. True. And there are ways that you can also improve bad wine. So maybe if you use that with two buck chuck, it's like fantastic. Why? Do you let it breathe or? No, there, there's, I don't even remember. There are techniques you can use to quote unquote improve the flavor. I know with vodka, you can run it through a. Uh, coffee filter? A coffee filter. I Some people said a Brita water pitcher. Okay. Yeah, it'll remove some of the impurities. Yeah. Um, other listener mail that we got. It's from my wife. She shakes her head at our Civ Five battle. I do not. I think it's brilliant. Uh, she says FTL looks boring. I mean, it, it's it's very serene. It's it would be very boring to watch, though. Yes, it is incredibly boring to watch. So, um, and also, it was Cat's idea for moving the pictures yes. for last week's random topic, which wasn't the random topic, but anyway. Um, she initially wanted Kate to move a piece of furniture, but the number of pieces of furniture I can count on one hand. So I would have noticed if furniture had been moved. Yep. So did you have any other listener mail? Um, not really. No. You, okay. you got all the stuff I did. Okay. Shall we go to topics then? Sure. Let me switch over to the podcast website. How about the uh, 24 things that make you old as a gamer? Ooh. I'm going through the list right now. Do we want to just go top to bottom? I mean, some of them don't apply because they're graphics-based. You had to link to the Kotaku that didn't actually show all 24. I'll fix it. I've got the link. Click on the BuzzFeed link. That's what I'm doing. Pong is over 40 years old. And still awesome. Is that true? Yeah. Wow. 72 is 40 years ago. Okay. Yep. Sonic is 21 years old. Nintendo Power going out of print. I love how they did a... um, 
cover homage for the last one that was exactly the same as the first one. Yeah, that that actually was really cute. They were thinking about that. Um, you can buy arcade games and download them to your phone for 99 cents. Mario has outsold the Beatles. Wow. There are more Final Fantasy games than Land Before Time movies. <laughs> I didn't know there were that many Land Before Time movies. First Mario Kart came out. Pontiac released the Transport GT minivan. That's funny. Zelda came out when Ronald Reagan was president. Some 41 was one of the newest song, or Fat Lip was one of the newest songs on the original Guitar Hero. God. I remember playing the first Call of Duty. I never played the first one. 13 Mario Party games, 20 Kirby games, jeez. 649 Pokemon. At one point in my life, I was able to name all 150 original. 151. I was going to say, uh... Two if you include Missing No. The error message. Oh, Missing No. So, Andy... Does does this list make me feel old? I mean, you are old, but does it make you feel older? Not really, because... It's just like the fact that it's it's been a constant for my entire life. Yeah. So it doesn't make me feel old. It, it, what would make me feel old is things that are new, if that makes sense. What makes you feel old are things that are new. It sounds like a riddle out of The Hobbit. What have I got in my pocket? Oh, uh, Showcase in Ann Arbor is doing the uh, 48 frames per second. Really? Mm-hmm. Really? Yes. Maybe I'll go see that when I'm in Ann Arbor. That's what my thought process was as well. Hmm. Are you going to be in Ann Arbor sometime between uh, the Christmas and New Year's? Well, this is the current plan. Uh, we're going over on Sunday, hence why we're recording tonight. Well, actually, we're going over Saturday night for one Christmas on Sunday, and then we're coming back. Um, then the week after, we're coming over on Christmas Eve, because I have to work Christmas Eve, and then heading back Tuesday night. And then the third plan is to come over on New Year's Eve and head back New Year's Day. Okay. That's actually very similar to our plans. Perhaps we will have to make a trip, a pilgrimage, as it were. To showcase? Yep, rave. Sorry, I don't care what they call it now, but it's still showcase. Except it's not. Showcase was owned by National Amusements. I know, but it's still showcase. Like I said, okay. it doesn't matter what's on the sign. Yeah, except it does. But that's besides the point. Makes it me, does because okay, there you go. That's what will make me feel old, is everybody calling it the rave rather than showcase. Okay. You see, that's what my point is. If if it's new, then it makes me feel old. This thing is just pointing out things from the past. It's like, hey, Sonic is 21. So Sonic's always been there. It's, it's like, yes, well, Sonic was there when I was six. So he's 21 now. <laughs> See, that's not surprising. Like, now, one thing that might be surprising is the fact that there are, um, what is it, number 23 on the list? There's an entire generation of kids who have never played video games with a controller. See, I, I, I mean, what are you defining as a controller? A Wiimote is a controller. I know, but it's like the, the, with touch screens and the screen motion is controller. The controller. I mean, wasn't Kinect's thing or PlayStation Move's thing, you are the controller now? Let's just say they wouldn't have to worry about plugging in a controller. Okay, a wired controller, I can believe. Yes, wired controllers. Yeah. Yeah. There, yeah. There's an entire generation of kids who have never played with a wired controller. Those poor kids. Which I still do on the Xbox, just because it, I'm three feet away from the Xbox. Why, why do I need to go wireless? I don't know. Pro gamers claim that wireless is slower. Well, it is. Not noticeably. Hey, it's still slower. I, I cannot believe that. It's got a... It's... Wireless communications travels at the speed of light. Theoretically travels at the speed of light. Mm-hmm. 
wireline will travel at well minus theoretically also you're right (laughs) really andy they both will theoretically travel at the speed of light but there's more encoding and decoding that has to go through a wireless system than wireline okay i mean the wired line still has to go through a usb i'm i'm just not really convinced like you said it probably is so minute that it doesn't matter Sure. I, you know what? I actually may be convinced. I, will, I could see to you that it's, there's, there's milliseconds difference, thousandths of a second difference. But that is so far below human perception, there's no way you would be able to tell. And they all swear by it. Well, it also might be the fact that, you know, if you're at a major gaming competition, you have 64 wireless controllers set up. Yep. You're probably flooding. Oh, you're, there's interference, definitely. Yeah, that's what, that's what they're probably thinking is not really complete. The interference no, will probably slow it down. At home. They they insist on wired controllers. The ones I've talked to, I can't speak for all pro gamers. Speaking of pro gaming, when is the gamers outreach thing? Um, 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 February something. I think I have it marked down on Facebook somewhere. There's a gamers outreach foundation <laughs> Wikipedia article. Is there? Yeah. Cool. Good for them. Hmm. Let's see, games for giving 2013, February 16th and 17th. All right. So what else we got video game wise? Um, what do we have video game? Steam. Okay. We, in fact, have two Steam things. Which one is actually a part of the other, but... The... So, let's talk about the community market, then, first. Okay. Go for it. Oh, okay. Um, you can buy and sell in-game items through Steam. See, you used to be able to trade them for free. Yes. Now, Steam is actually throwing money into this? Well, it's kind of like the the TF2 items where everybody was buying them... Through side deals. Right. And using a third-party person in order to make sure that the transfers go through, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. So now, I guess, Valve realized, wait a second, all this money is going back and forth with TF2 items. And we aren't getting a dime. Yeah. Okay. So now we're going to get 15%. They are about to make a fortune. For doing, they, they all they had to do was set up the infrastructure, and it will basically print money. Yep. They don't have to do anything hats! else. Hats, so many hats. I know this was a joke where I saw that's like one percent of Team Fortress Two users own like ninety nine percent of the items. But I would love to see where the drop off is for item ownership in TF Two. Mm-hmm. Valve probably is the numbers. You could always write. It could. Where is a majority of your items located? How many people have items? Yes. I know how I have a couple, but that's because I got them for free through the potato pack and through other things. I'm just wondering, you know, when does this extend to other things other than just items? When can I sell a game? Mm. I buy a game and I put it in my inventory and I wait. You know, I bought it on like extreme sale and I wait a couple weeks and it's not on sale anymore. Can I sell it? Steam just takes a 15% cut. <clears throat> well, not only that, but Steam would actually Steam, Steam would, could actually regulate make, the used market. Yeah, well, well, it's more than that, Andy, because it wouldn't be used. I'd have to store it in my inventory and not install it, which means I've purchased it. Steam's already made the money off well, of it. Well, no, 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 not even... And then purchase. I sell it again, and Steam sells it, it Steam gets more money. This is, this is terrible. <laughs> well, no, but it's also the fact that you could install it on your system, but then you'd have to uninstall it from your system and give up your license because Steam will regulate that. 
I, you, you can purchase a game and not install it, but still have the license on there. So if it's installed on somebody else's computer, you could sign into their Steam account and play it. I am very much against this idea. But yeah, you could just have it be like, okay, I'm done playing FTL. I Let me very, put it back up on there as a used game. And then as soon as somebody buys it, it will remove it from my Steam library. Did I mention I'm against this idea? It's a brilliant idea. Unless, 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 unless. Unless what? I'd actually, you know what, I'd be okay with it if a cut of the resale goes back to the developer. Oh, that would be, they could easily do that. Taking 10% instead of 15 and giving the 5% back to the developer? Yep. So I have a bunch of used games. Let's see, what do I have in my library that... Rainslick Precipice of Darkness 1 and 2. Haven't touched those. I could, you know, I'd, I'd see selling those back. The problem is, like, people who would buy packages and the Steam sales themselves, could I sell that back piecemeal and actually make money? Piecemeal, rather, not piecemeal. Well, then, how many people would be selling used copies of something after a Steam sale? A lot. Huh. Not all of them are going to be resold again. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's That's dangerous thinking. But yeah, once you finish some of these games, I mean, probably not going to be playing Dungeon Defenders, Machinarium, Napoleon Total War. Yeah, there's a bunch of games in my Steam. I've got multiple copies of games in my Steam library that I'd love to get rid of. Yep. Hmm. Andy, you may be onto something very dangerous and terrible. And I am so thinking it's going to happen. This just opens the idea of it to most likely somebody in an important position. They're like, wait a second. <laughs> If people can trade items back and forth, oh, why can't man. we expand well, it to video games? Hmm. You know, Steam has an economist who could potentially look at the impact of all of that. I don't know. That I'm not sure what to think about that, Andy. What do you think? Would you be for it? I'd be for it. As as long as you said part of the money still goes to the developers because I mean, but the thing is, why would anyone ever buy new games? Maybe there's not a used version up for sale. Andy, there are 3.9 million people on Steam right now. Okay. Go find me a game that someone wouldn't be willing to sell. Well, let's just say, um, okay. Remember all the people who wanted to play Portal 2 as soon as it came out? Yep. Okay. You, you would still have a new game market. There are still people yeah. who want to play Portal 2 as soon as it comes out. Okay, I, yes. Oh, the entire Fallout collection is on sale. I actually have, I think, almost the entire Fallout collection, just not on Steam. That's the other thing I wish Steam would do. If there's a game on Steam and you own it, and you can verify that you own it, you should be able to just connect it to Steam. I mean, you can add non-Steam games, Andy. I know. And they show up in your library. Yes, but to have it like officially synced as a Steam version of the game. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Because, you know, updating the game through Steam is... Seamless. It, automatic, you mean? <laughs> also true. Like, you don't do anything, it just kind of happens. So, the other half of this Steam community... Yes. Steam community guides. Yes. Whoa. <laughs> That's weird. They're going right after GameFAQs, it looks like. Mm-hmm. Which, I'm, I'll be honest, I haven't looked at GameFAQs in a very long time. I haven't either, actually. Most of my stuff I go through now, if I'm looking for something, I actually go to uh, Xbox 360 Achievements. Like, just don't need anything from Steam, or from GameFAQs. None of the games I play use GameFAQs. <laughs> like, where would I... GameFAQs on FTL? I guess it'll tell you how to get the different ships. 
Let's see if FTL's on GameFAQs. Yeah, FTL. What Let's is see it? What facts you? we got there? There's a strategy guide and the forums. Ship control, crew control, weapon control, door control, FTL travel, ship systems and their upgrades, hints and tips, final boss strategies. Spoilers oh, yeah, start here. I'm you guessing might want I will that not boss go. Strategy. Yeah, cloaking, piloting, door systems, artillery beam, hints and tips. Final boss strategies. Yeah. Some things you wanted before you reach Sector 8. I disagree with that. What? The first one listed here. As many crew members as you can get. Crew members don't really do much. Other I than, mean, you know, they're, repair they're things. They're good when people die. Yeah. You, you still want to have more. So as many crew members as you can get, as long as you don't have to spend scrap for them. Meh. So there you go. Yeah. You will just take over GameFAQs. Do you really think that'll happen? Well, no, because GameFAQs will have all the consoles still. Okay, but the PC stuff, which GameFAQs has been lacking in anyway. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I'm, Steam, Steam makes me nervous still. We've talked about this. I'm worried that they're getting too big. At the same time, it's Steam, and they're wonderful. Valve's actually opening up a second office in San Francisco. Really? Yep, saw that in the news. It's not actually on our list of topics, but they're opening another office in San Francisco. Are they hiring? I don't know. Like I said, I just saw the headline. Okay. I, I got nothing. So the Humble THQ bundle finished up. Yeah, how much did they make? Let's see, 885,000 bundles were sold. That's a lot of money. Five million dollars. What was the average? Like five fifty? Five seventy six. For Darksiders, Red Faction, Armageddon, Metro twenty thirty three, Company of Heroes, Company of Heroes Opposing Fronts, Company of Heroes, Tales of Valor, Saints Row the Third, Titan Quest, Red Faction, Armageddon, Path to War, and Warhammer forty K Dawn of War. Yep. That is a lot. Yep. For five seventy six, but still five million dollars for the well, not that not all of that went to THQ. No, and Humble doesn't publish where it goes. Nope, it could have all gone to Child's Play. Child's Every Play, <laughs> but probably not because Humble Bundle takes a cut. Uh, the amount that the people give to Humble Bundle, isn't it? I think there's yeah, because you can adjust that. Oh, no, it's the Humble Tip. Humble still takes a cut. Okay, but there's a Humble Tip in addition. Got it. It's still $5 million. That's... Yep. Did you buy it? Nope. Really? Like I said, I already had a lot of things on my plate. Yeah, but uh, Andy, you saw how many games this was. Yeah. For five bucks. Eh. You really didn't pick it up? Nope. No, I did not. I figure if I spend 20 minutes playing any one of these games in the next year, I'm money ahead. Yeah, I just didn't feel like picking it up. Wow. Okay. I know. I'm a strange one. Yeah. Humble THQ. So top donor, $10,000. Which is the THQ president. I'm not sure that counts. <laughs> okay. Top donor was the president of the company. Pretty sure he has all these games. I'm Yeah, I'm pretty sure already. he has all those games too. Like he didn't need to, to buy them through Humble Bundle. I'm pretty sure he already had them all. He probably wanted to be the top one on the list though, so. Yeah, that's true. Speaking of lists. Uh-oh. We got another uh, thing from Game of Sutra. Yeah. This one, the five biggest video game surprises of 2012. Okay. Let's see, Double Fine starts Kickstarter, which we talked about gaming trends. Yeah, Steam's Greenlight opens Floodgates, which basically also Kickstarter it, just it without... It like a good year for indie. Yeah. yeah. Draw Something got bought for $180 million. Oh, The Walking Dead was on here. Redefines adventure games. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, the look at this topic, I really... Yeah. Let's go to another list. 
I mean, there's so well. Let, let's not jump to another list just yet. Let's think kind of out loud. What would you say was surprising about gaming this year? I, I mean, was su- certainly Walking Dead's popularity has been pretty impressive. Yes, it's what was surprising to me was yes, there were still like the big titles like the Halos, the Call hey, of Duties. Halos. That yeah, yeah, the, the, the AAA titles were still there, but a lot of attention was paid to indie developers. i.e. through Kickstarter and the likes. It seemed like this year was the year of the indie. Well, to some, I mean, 38 studios kind of went kaboom. Yeah, that was a bit of a surprise. Like, kaboom. Would you really have called 38 studios an indie developer? It's privately funded. Yeah, true. Wasn't it? Yeah, but in, in my head, when you look at 2012, you think of all the stories that were about indie games. Greenlight, Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. What else? That's Purchases of indie studios. Yeah. Like uh, Zynga buying Draw Something. Who else? Clay. That was this year, wasn't it? I think so. Working with, well, Mark the Ninja, working with Microsoft. Yeah. It just seemed like this year was the one where the indie developers were finally starting to make a name for themselves. Yep. Okay, cool. What else? What's next? Well, I was going to go with the biggest iOS app, speaking of indie games. Biggest as in top selling? Highest grossing applications for the iOS devices. I haven't looked. Is Angry Birds at the top of the list? iPhone top paid, Angry Birds Space. Okay. Not surprised. Oh, wow, these are just apps, not even specifically games. Nope. Oh, so let's see. Um, Top paid, Angry Birds Space, WhatsApp Messenger. Never heard of it. Draw something, Camera Plus, Where's My Water? Wasn't Camera Plus the one that was banned from the uh, App Store for a little while? I'm not sure. Pretty sure it was, because they were overriding the volume buttons. <laughs> so Apple said no. Well, it's still on the top list. Yep. <laughs> Angry Birds, Fruit Ninja, Angry Birds. Bejeweled Tetris. Tetris. Angry Birds is on there three times. With three different games. How is space selling better than Star Wars? I'm guessing it came out earlier in the year. Because didn't it Star Wars... Star Wars came... just came out. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that, that would be kind of funny. What? Star Wars isn't doing so well because if you're a Star Wars nerd, you're on Android. <laughs> That'd be funny if that were true. Yeah, looking at iPad top paid... Angry Birds Space HD, Where's My Water, Pages, Draw Something, Notability, Angry Birds Star Wars HD, iPhoto, Minecraft, Where's My Perry, and Words with Friends HD. Hmm. It's hard to think of Angry Birds now as an indie developer, because they seem to be... Rovio? Yeah. I mean, they're indie in the sense that they, they're self-publishing. But it's like it's like a triple A hiding in. It's like calling Atari indie back in the uh, early eighties. Yeah, it's a very loose sense of the word. Oh, this one's going to be interesting in the future. Netflix every month will be publishing rankings of ISPs based on their actual performance across all Netflix streams. Really, Netflix every month. We'll rank the ISPs. I mean, that's cool if you have more than one option for an ISP. <laughs> yeah, that's what I don't think people realize is... Sometimes... It's like, oh, Comcast is doing so much better than Time Warner, except I can't switch them because Time Warner owns all the cables in the area. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you, you going to do? I love how number one is Google Fiber. Well, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's not even friggin'... No, no, it's not. I love how the bottom four on the list, though, is Verizon Mobile, T-Mobile, Sprint, and AT&T Mobile. What a surprise. Yeah. 
streaming over your phone sucks hmm. and will cost you a lot of money but still that should be interesting to see that they said okay look at this every month now we're gonna make this list it's almost like oh. a well i was gonna say a third party in a third independent party but netflix really isn't it's not so much independent <laughs> no i mean they aren't owned by the other ones so at least there's that comcast doesn't own netflix True. The day that happens, then we have problems. Yes. Yes, we do. Is that going to happen, Andy? I highly doubt it. I feel like Netflix will probably collapse under the weight of the MPAA trying to get as much money out of them as possible. I mean, Netflix is a publicly traded company. I feel like they're going to get crushed by, though, by everybody else's feeds. Plus, ISPs are trying to do their own video-on-demand stuff. Yes, but they're failing. I know, because everybody has Netflix. Well, not everybody, but... Gotten in on that as early as possible. Oh, well, too late now. Mm-hmm. So the Wii U... Yes. ...in Europe... Sold rather well in Japan. Well, in Europe, have a really odd rule. Which is? You can only view Wii U content in the Nintendo store that is rated PEGI 18+, between the hours of 11 p.m. and 3 a.m. Okay. So... If you wanted to purchase Zombie U or Assassin's Creed 3 for your Wii U, you were only allowed to do so in those four hours. No. Yes. Display? Yep. Does not equal purchase. Well, that's the only way you could access that. I, I, is this what the article is saying? Because I'm interpreting this as like they can't put the demos out there. They have restricted access to the content. All of the content. On the Wii U. On the Wii U. So you have to... To, to play it, it has to be between these hours. No, no, no. To purchase it. To purchase it. Because it is part of the adult content, is to be able to purchase the game between the hours of 11 p.m. and 3 a.m. Once it's on your system, my guess is you could play it at any time. Are you talking about purchasing the physical disc or the downloadable content? The downloadable content. Okay. That's stupid and weird, but not, not totally false. Nope. And the reason is actually Germany. Goddamn Germans. Yep. Because it is part of the European Union, they have to abide by all of the European laws. And according to the German laws, the only time you're allowed to view content that is rated PEGI 18 plus is after 11 p.m. and before 4 a.m. Goddamn Germans. (laughs) Damn Germans. The fuck? So is this like the easy defeat of change your Wii's clock? I don't know. Maybe that's actually what you need to do. You're like, I want to purchase this now. It's two in the afternoon. Wrong. It's two in the morning. Right. (laughs) Hey, if it worked for Batman Arkham City, it can work for anything else. Unless there's some sort of uh, server clock that the Wii U connects to. Which would make sense. Mm -hmm. But... Goddamn Germany. (laughs) Makes no sense. It's German law, so therefore they have to follow it. Okay. Yeah. Odd. Germany's weird. Yep. What's also weird is LG's new monitor. What's weird about it? Well, okay, so we had the original 4x3 monitors, which were matching the TV screens, right? Yeah, and then 16x9 widescreen. And which the laptops then went to 1610, and then there was the whole confusion, and then the laptops finally said, okay, we'll go to 169. Now LG's coming out with a new monitor. Yeah. That's 21 by 9. 21 by, wait, 21 inches across, 9 inches deep? Yeah. Or not inches, but the, the ratio. It would yeah. be 29, 21 inches across and 9 inches deep. Yes. So almost two and a half times as long as it is high. Yep. The resolution is 2560 by 1080. What's the point of this? IMAX? 
that, I guess. But who the heck is going to be watching IMAX or well, I mean, CinemaScope, I think, well, is, is... Is that the ratio IMAX uses? Uh, let's see. Um, I think 2.2 2. 2 to 1, so 22 to 10 is IMAX. And I think it's like 24. 4 to 10 is CinemaScope. Okay. I'm pulling so this all out quite... of some dark corner of my brain. Uh, <laughs> pulling it out of somewhere dark. Uh, <laughs> no. It's not quite IMAX or CinemaScope. Why? Do they just want to sell extra wide monitors? I, I don't know. I mean, Maybe. I, I have the equivalent right now on my monitors. If I were to add them together and treat them as one, let's see. Hang on. One sixteen eighty. By 1050, the other is 1600 by 1200. So if you were to add them together, what, it's 3280 wide by 1050 high? Okay, so slightly, yours is slightly wider, but yeah, I, it's, it's an odd duck, this one. Yeah. Like, maybe I could see it if you're doing some sort of film editing, where you'd want to have something that's actual cinema wide. What's Apple's widest monitor? Oh, it's probably a 16 by 9, I'm guessing. Isn't, like, regular movie aspect ratio 1.78 to 1, I think? I don't know. This is what I have you for. You answer these questions for me. Let's see. Aspect ratio images. Do, 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 do. See, movie theaters are 1.85 to 1 and 2.39 to 1. Okay. So maybe if you're doing, like, actual film editing on a digital workstation, maybe you would need this monitor. So then you could actually have a preview that is large. I, I, it's an odd one, like I said. Well, you said 21 to 9, right? Yes. Okay, that's that's really close to the 2.31 to 1. Yes. Like, it's, it's 0.5 off on the ratio. So it's not, yeah. I mean, if, if you're doing actual movies... <laughs> If you're doing Why? actual movies, you well, might want but, this. But then that, I, if you're going to be displaying movies, if you're watching movies, that's kind of cool. It's almost exactly the ratio that's in the theater. But everything that is sent out to the consumers is built in a 16 by 9 format. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, it would be great if you're surfing the web full screen on this one. You're going to have all the content in that nice 4 by 3 box, because all the websites <laughs> still do it that way. And everything else is just blank space. Yeah. You won't be doing much full screen with this. No. Although playing WoW full screen would be kind of fun. The bar, you'd have plenty of space up for that bar on the bottom of the screen. Yeah, yeah. You'd have, in fact, plenty of bars on the bottom of your screen. Yeah. Plenty of well, toolbar space, I think is what you would call it. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I put it on here because I didn't know of why you would. I you and you expect me to know? <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes you have neat ideas. No, this one is is I, I'm I'm going on this one. I got <laughs> no clue what the hell they're thinking. I, I mean, it's it's very close to having two monitors side by side where it's one monitor, which is kind of nice because then you don't have that center bar. Except it's nice in Windows 7 to have that center bar because you can snap things to it. Yes. Now, if they gave me that one monitor that was really the two monitors without the center bar, but still gave me the ability of, of like, Windows left snapping it to the middle, that would be cool. But this one's just one big screen. Yeah. Which would be great, you know, for, like, first-person shooter sort of stuff, but... Oh, man, Andy, but, but imagine if you took two of those screens <laughs> and stacked them. Not even side-by-side, side, just stacked them one on top of the other. 
Why would that you would stack be, them? Because it would look cool. You would have basically a giant 4x3 monitor. Yes. <laughs> it would look cool. <laughs> I think it was... I can't remember what game I was playing in the old, old, old days. Speaking of old. Yeah. I think it was either Wolfenstein or Doom or something like that. That is old. Yeah. Where if you had three CRT monitors, you could put one in front of you, and you could put one on the left side, one on the right side, and there was some script that you could write into the command line where it would launch the game, and the two monitors on either side, it would like launch the game, but it would change your character's view to 90 degrees left or 90 degrees right, so you could actually have a peripheral vision with the monitor screens. Whoa, that's pretty impressive. I kind of like that idea. Yeah, but this, who knows what the hell's going on with that. No one. No one knows. <laughs> I... I don't think LG knows. I think they just did it for the hell of it. They're like, I wonder how big of an LCD screen we could get. What happens if we just keep putting more stuff in here? (laughs) Make it wider and wider and wider. So bad. (laughs) So wait, you can use HIV. To cure, well not cure, but treat leukemia. This actually isn't new. XKCD had a comic about this Almost a year ago. But yeah, they, they, these scientists took a modified version of HIV and used it to alter this girl's T-cells, which is kind of one of the first lines of defense of your body, to recognize the cancer cells as cancer and attack them. But wouldn't you have... It's a modified HIV. Okay. So no, you don't have AIDS or HIV. I'm just looking at this going like, okay, you're basically pitting them against each other. It's almost like a weird flu shot. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not at all, but sure. (laughs) Like, there, you couldn't really be further from the truth. But it's there. It works. It's it's like 14 months later, and she's doing well. The cancer is in remission. Hmm. This is leukemia, which is not a very easy cancer. Nope. Not that any of them are easy. Nope. Let's see other biology. Boob jobs. This has been a very strange episode. Boob jobs and cocaine. Andy, I need you to do a quick search for me. Oh, why did they have to put pictures of that? Andy, how much money would three pounds of cocaine be worth? I don't know. That's why I'm saying I need you to do a quick search for me. Street value of cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, am I glad that this is on your search history and not mine. Oh, come on. Come on. Let's see. When cocaine comes to the United States, it could be sold at a pure gram price of about $20 per gram. My grams. Okay. Well, $20 per gram? Yes. Well, this was 1,337 kilograms. No, sorry. 1.33 kilograms. What am I saying? 1,337 grams. So what's 20 times leet? I don't know. You're the math person. $26,000. That can't be right. $20 per gram? Yes. So this load was only worth $26,000. Okay, wait. A gram of cocaine could sell on the streets for about $100 per gram. There we go. Sorry, I was looking at the incoming price, not the actual street value. Okay, so 100 times one point. So it's, uh, yeah, that's that's a lot. It's $133,000. No, per gram. Okay, yeah, right. 1337 times 100. So it's $133,000. Okay. Okay. Uh, she, and that's, well, that's street value. Is that per pure gram? Because this, this was pure. So it wasn't cut. So you could probably cut it to 50% and make 
twice. Okay, it's probably worth a lot of money. <laughs> okay, uh, of these, a hundred, two hundred, yeah, seven hundred fifty milligrams of pure cocaine for every thousand milligrams of street cocaine. Why am I finding this freaking information? If I get <laughs> <laughs> what drug busted by the FBI? <laughs> No, it'd probably be the DEA. Yeah, well, uh, no. Well, DEA? Yeah, it's not alcohol, firearms, tobacco. No. Department, or was it the Drug Enforcement Agency? Yeah. So, anyway, this poor woman um, was a mule and and was bringing cocaine into Spain, into Barcelona. Okay. um, And was unable to convincingly ask or answer the questions from Border Patrol, which one can only imagine what questions they are asking that she had trouble answering. Like, are you smuggling cocaine into the country? I don't know. Uh, she had bandages on her breasts and had said that she had just had plastic surgery. They removed the bandages and there were no stitches. It was open wounds. In fact, it was open wounds covering bags of cocaine. Oh... I, I'm dumbfounded and astounded. And well, you know, very, drug very mules gross. are not known for their smarts. No, but, I mean, this is... I don't think she's the one who came up with the idea, Andy. Probably not. And that's just... I, I, why would you... Why would you do that? Do you know? No, no, I don't. Because I don't know. I don't know what would compel you to do something like that. Let's move on. What, do we, what else do we have? Um... Oh, I could look. The Google uh, Zeitgeist came out. Yeah, we'll talk about that next week. All right. What uh, else do we have? Do, 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 do. Oh, the U of M social media director got fired. For lying on her transcript saying that she had a degree from Columbia, I believe? Yes. She did not? No. Oops. I mean, don't human resources check that sort of thing when you apply for a job? Um, you would think so, I especially, you know, at did. a school would, you know, check to make sure you had a college education. What I love was the um, news came three days after an anonymous user on Reddit posted allegations that she had lied about her correct credentials while applying for a position. That anonymous Reddit user was her ex-husband. Oops, don't. Yeah, oh, that's not cool. I mean, it's not cool that she did it to begin with. Yeah. Oops. Okay. God. If I could lie on my resume and get a six-figure salary, granted, I probably would get caught because why? There is so much information about people out there on the internet. Why? Why do Dude, they think my trainees find information about me? It's kind of scary. Like I said, there's information out there. It's that was my joy of the Secret Sin on the Penny Arcade forums every year was just getting the basic information about somebody and then just seeing where I could take it, like going through their Twitter feed, their Facebook. Finding out where they live, what family member you had, and just going at, going to town and finding out as much as about that person as I could. Okay. I didn't do it this year because in order to sign up for the Secret Santa, then somebody would also have to try to find the information about me. But I haven't been on the PA forums. So it would have been too mean to make them do it? Yes. Hmm. Plus, I feel like I was not part of the community for the past year, so... Yeah, I've I've felt kind of out of it as well. It's really unfortunate because it's one of the nicest groups of people I've ever met. I know. We need to get back into that. <laughs> we need to get back into that hard. So, Dave, why'd you link a blue page for the AP Press? 
Uh, where are you? The man cries for help oh. over Xbox Live. Well, because it, it was interesting and very loosely game-related. But your link does not go anywhere. It doesn't? No. Try opening your link. I did. I get hostedap.org slash dynamic slash stories. I got hosted at ap.org slash special slash blue page. Oh, that's not right. No, I got the, the story. Nope. You, US, Xbox call for help. You, you aren't getting that? Nope. Oh. Oh, this material may not be published, broadcast, rewritten, or redistributed. Oh, look at that. Interesting. Way at the bottom. So how did I get this? Interesting. Okay. I'll take that off, and we'll, we'll see if we can find it somewhere else. Bring that up next week or something. I've got a screenshot. Like, I can see it fine. I don't know what's wrong with you. I have access to the AP, it seems. Here we go. Pennsylvania man calls for help over Xbox Live from the Star Tribune website. Okay. I had no problem. After being bound with duct tape and and menaced with a gun during a home invasion? Yep. And tied up. So he's bound up. What does he do? Uses Xbox Live. Calls for help. Reached a friend over his Xbox Live headset and had him call the police. Nice. Mm -hmm. Impressive, too. Hey. (laughs) So I'm kind of surprised that you jumped to that, though, given we were talking about U of M's social media director. And that you didn't jump to the fact that social media is now an official bachelor's degree. What? What? Yep. At Newberry College in South Carolina, there is an undergraduate major for social media. So you can get a bachelor's in Twitter. With honors in Facebooking. I think that's what what everybody does in college now. That's like everybody's college experience. (laughs) Twitter and Facebook. I didn't spend too much time on either of them during college. That's because it wasn't really around when we were in college. I know that because I was adding the frickin' classes for Eastern Michigan to the Eastern Michigan Facebook page. This was, keep in mind, back when Facebook was colleges only. You know, the good old days. (laughs) You want to feel old. I think I had to add Washtenaw Community College to Facebook. Like, I had to request that they add it. No, I didn't get that for Eastern, but I did have to add the uh, class schedules so everybody could connect to everybody else's through their classes. Yep. So long ago. <laughs> I think I figured out a title for this episode. I heard something about them recently. <laughs> Anything good? No. Anything good? Yes, they're going to come back and take over Facebook. No, it's not good. It's MySpace. See if there's any news about MySpace. Something about music. Eh, don't worry about it. Yeah. So, random review. Yes. What are you Gods reviewing? Gods and Kings. Gods and Kings. Gods and Kings. The Civilization V expansion pack. Yes. Which recently went on sale during the Steam late fall autumn sale, Thanksgiving sale. There are a lot of Steam sales that have been happening. Have you noticed this? Because there's a lot of games on Steam. And the one deal a day is... It's like Woot. (laughs) With Woot Plus, the deal a day just wasn't enough. They had to add more. With Tech Woot and Sport... God, that Woot off was ridiculous. It was like six different Woots that you had to pay attention to. Because they were all having a Woot off at the same time. I didn't buy anything. Still, it's a lot of Woots going off. What is this shirt? Back in my day, there was just one Woot. There was indeed one Woot. Now there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten Woots, plus the Woot Plus, oh. which it's worth checking every couple of days. Like, I still have the Woot, the, the first Woot from Shirt Woot. 
And yep, I have the, the first the shoot from what? The monkey. No, no, was it was the first shirt dot woot. No, the first shirt dot woot was the uh, exclamation point. Was it? Yeah, I, I got one that was a monkey. No, it was the exclamation point, and the first shirt shirt sold on them was the uh, video game controller thumbprint. Where did my monkey shirt go? I don't remember. The one that turns into a cape. Oh. That okay. So the first no, I, I swear to you, Andy. The first shirt woot, well, that wasn't actually on shirt dot woot. It was the hey, we're announcing shirt dot woot. That was the exclamation point. Oh, where's my monkey? Because was... remember, the exclamation point was hey, this is a new item on woot, and no. so they put it on the shirt. I no, I don't. I remember that woot off. Well, where's the monkey? I don't know where you get your frickin' monkey. I have a shirt with a monkey on the back. It's 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 like swinging on a... It's a green shirt. You should get a monkey, put it in a shirt, and then send it to Ikea. Why? Oh, come on. You didn't see the story about the monkey in a jacket that was in an Ikea? No. Dude! Really? Really. <sighs> I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I got nothing. Really? Anyway, gods and kings. Yes. Uh, the expansion for 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 Civ Five. What do you think of it, Andy? Well, I mean, it's my re- I, it's my review in the sense that I, I chose the game. What do you think of it? Because you've gotten to play it now with us. Yes. Um. Well, it brings back religion. Not sure yes. if I was really missing religion. It brings back religion with a twist. You don't use religion for for influence as much. Now you use it for just passive bonuses. So let's here here's some of the uh, the changes from this. Added religion, added spies, moved the tech tree, added techs, added wonders. That pretty much sums up gods and kings. Yes? Yes. Yes, it does. Okay. Worth 15 bucks? No. Andy does not think so. I actually would have to agree. Worth seven bucks? <laughs> spies are fun. Yes. Although in the game that Andy claims I ran away, which I didn't. Uh, everyone knew where my capital was because there's also embassies now, so you can kind of easily find other players if they let you. Um, and and I have a spy in there because everyone was trying to steal my techs because I was so far ahead of them. And now I, I have a level 3 spy there because he kept catching people. And that's when I ran away from you. Granted, nobody, I was second fastest. So I tried stealing from everybody else, but no, nobody else had any techs for me to take. I want to know why no one was trying to steal from you. Oh, uh, a couple of people were. That's why I moved my spy back to my city after Spain. And I can't remember, somebody else also stole from me. I'm like, well, okay, well, screw trying to uh, mess with the city-states. I'm just going to leave him in my capital city. Yeah. So I know, Dave, Friday, July 20th, five years ago, was the first launch tee, which is the launch graphic. First tee, Monday, July 23rd, was the Sore Thumbs tee. So, so I have no idea where the hell your monkey comes in. Okay, I don't know. It came in somewhere, I know that. I didn't make up this monkey. I have this shirt. Oh, I know, don't, don't doubt that you have this monkey, but I have the Woot Launch Pope hat. Sorry, I thought it was the exclamation point, but no, it's the Pope hat. The Pope hat? Yeah, well, it's the little Woot Launch rocket ship, which everybody called the Pope hat. Okay. Um. Any, well, anyway, sorry. Yeah. Civ yeah. Five Gods and Kings. <laughs> we cannot focus on this thing. It's... Meh. It's not worth 20 bucks. No. It's not worth 15 bucks. No. 10 bucks, I could argue. If you play Civ. And if you, you play, play enough Civ 5. To, yeah, if you play it enough to the, warrant. The, the other thing that we didn't talk about, that it does come with, new, uh, not races, but new, new Civs. New civilizations, yes. Yeah, and that is actually pretty impressive. Like, there's a lot of new Civs. 
Some of them are grossly overpowered. <laughs> was it Persia or is Austria, it Austria Hungary? No, but the one you were playing as uh, Babylon. Yeah, Babylon. Babylon gets so much science, and it's impossible to take over their cities. Yeah, they need to fix some of that. Their walls, their walls, Andy. They are so strong. <laughs> yeah. So it, it ten bucks is is as is kind of right on the edge of what I would say is worth it. I would only. Mm. Granted, I didn't actually pick it up. You gave it to me as a Christmas gift. Yes. But still, even $10, I would not, would not have gotten it. $7? Maybe 6 or 5 $5? Something like that. The price it's, is $5 for a major expansion. Major expansion to a game that came out how long ago? Civ 5? Yeah. Three years ago? Yeah. Two years ago? They're still updating it and working on it. I, I mean, know, because they the keep nice patching thing. it. But release date, September 21st, 2010. So, yeah, 10 to 11, 11, 12, two years ago. It, I do like the fact that it, it gives you more options with the Navy. Mm-hmm. Yes, the, the changes that happened to the Navy were actually pretty big. Yeah. What I still really want, though, is a freaking landing party for a caravel. Okay. That's all I would love is a caravel that can just land. So if you see something right on the edge, like just make it a rule that you cannot travel more than one square inland. But if your caravel spots a relic Mm -hmm. that's on the coast, you just be able to land and get to the relic. That would be nice. Just make it, if you get attacked while you're on land, then it's done. You're dead. But that's my one part from Civ. I need to make that a freaking mod is what I need to do. Yeah, I mean, you can mod that. kind of the nice thing about Civ. They opened the system a lot. There are also some more scenarios in there. Granted, I still haven't been able to beat the Mongolian scenario, so... Oh, Mongolian scenario's hard. Yeah, yeah, it is. So, I I can sympathize with you on that one. So, like Um, I said, it's meh. Meh? Yeah. Okay. Random topic? Sure. What do we got? Would you want to be born 10 years earlier or later? This came after we had the 100 years. Okay. So then somebody just dropped a zero and said 10. 10 years earlier or later than we actually were. Yes. So would you want to grow up? Let's see. We were born late 80s. Well, mid to late 80s. So most of the 80s were already done by the time we were part of culture, if that makes sense. I mean, we we caught the tail end of the 80s as far as culture. Yeah. I would not say I was an 80s child, though. No, no. We... So ten Like years... I said, we were, what, five? Well, so, so God, 95. Ten years earlier, we could have seen the rise and... I mean, we would have been too young to really understand what was going on, but we would have seen the collapse of the video game industry. True. Right? You, yes. We, we would have been like five. <laughs> and then, and then got we to, would okay, got something... to really see the rise of Nintendo. Yeah, we would have been part of the original 8-bit and earlier generation. Because um, I see ourselves more, let's see, when the SNES came out, 90-something? Uh, yeah. SNES. When did the SNES came out? come out? Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Released 1990. So I see ourselves more as a part of the 16-bit generation, not the Oh, 8-bit. no, 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 no. You maybe. I, Andy, I was playing on the NES much earlier than that. I, I was. It came out the year I was born. And I was playing it shortly after that. <laughs> yeah, I was actually playing the NES as well. My earliest memories are not of the Super Nintendo. I didn't have a Super Nintendo. My earliest memories are Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So, okay, so if we were born 10 years later, we would have been part of the 16-bit generation rather than the 8-bit generation. Uh, when did N64 come out? God. 
you're going to make me look that one up. I've got it. I've got it. Nintendo 64, 97. So 10 years later, Andy, we would have been part of the 64-bit. <laughs> Man, the 16-bit didn't last very long, it seems. No, it didn't. It was from 1990 to 1994. Uh, 97, sorry. Released in the U.S. in 96. Okay, so wait. If we were born 10 years earlier, we would have graduated high school... In 93. So would we have been able to get out of college in time for the dot-com bubble burst? <laughs> um, let's see. So 93, add four and a half years. Maybe less because we potentially could have dropped out of college. Andy, if we'd been born 10, year, 10 years earlier, we could be millionaires. Because <laughs> you and I totally would have done stuff for the dot-com burst. We would have been in there. We would have been making a company. We would have done something and gotten paid millions of dollars. Yeah, the dot-com bubble started in 1997 and peaked at March 10th, 2000. And then went, poop. Yep. Pop. That was supposed to be not poop, but pop. Anyway, <laughs> it's a bubble bursting. So if we would have been 10 years earlier, we could have caught the dot-com... We could have been making a fucking fortune. All right, so let's think about 10 years later. 94. 10 years later, Andy, you'd be, what, 19 right now? Yep. So we be 17. I, Andy, I'd be leaving high school. Both of us would be leaving high school. We haven't hit our 10-year anniversary. Nope. We would be looking... We'd, Right now, we'd be halfway through high school. We'd be looking at finals for first semester. I'm pretty happy not having been born when I was uh, 10 years after I was born. But think of the internet would have actually been something serious. Well, it was somewhat around when we were in middle school and such. Yeah. But do you think we would have been able to... Like, no. okay, think of how much we had computers when we were younger. Yeah. And then think of 10 years later what computers were like. How could have that helped us it if we were born 10 years later? Wouldn't. Actually, in fact, I, I have a feeling it might have hindered us because we would have lost some perspective on it. Our group, our generation, is, is going to be a very unique area because we were there through this transition. Like we said, there are younger generations of kids who have never played with a wired controller. Right. But if you go too much older, there weren't wired controllers for them to play with. And so, we we're a very tra transitional generation. Yeah. I, I've, I've actually said this for many years. The, the I am in a different generation than my siblings are. Yeah, because they're, they're, they're the Gen X. Yep. And then you have the Millennium kids, and then we're... Gen, there's the Y and the Z in there, and we're, we're scattered amongst those. Yeah. But it's yeah, it, it, we have a really weird group. We have a really weird history. We have a really weird setting in society. The only thing I can think of as far as wanting to have been born 10 years later is that's an extra 10 years of medical science. True. And that 10 years difference potentially could be more than 10 years at the end of life and quality of living. Very true. Yeah, even t if we were born 10 years earlier, who knows? Mm. Right. I mean, do you do you want to be, what would you be, be 39? Mm-hmm. I'd be my brother's age, because he's right. 10 years older than I am. So is that, you know, something you'd be comfortable with, something you'd want? Who knows? I don't know. It's a very tough question. Like, 100 years, that's it's broad enough a way that you can be, make very generalized terms. But 10 years, now we're almost splitting hairs. I'd still say no. Like, to neither. I, I wouldn't want either case. If I had to pick one, I'd probably want to have been born 10 years earlier. Yeah, I might have to go the same way, because there's a lot of stuff that are, you probably could have gotten in more on the ground floor with 10 years ago, but we weren't experienced enough for it. Yep, so I don't know. And Kate is giving me half a mustache. Why is Kate giving you half a mustache? Because she made mustache cookies. Ah, these are, are not the... Uh, you know, I'm not even going to ask, because I already know the answer. Okay, anyway, <laughs> random topic. We did the random topic. That's yes. it. We're good. 
I love how you're like, oh, and we did the random topic. Oh wait, we just did. Yeah, yeah, we're good though, right? We're we're that's yeah. it. Yeah, we're okay. done. Cool. Oh, thank you, everyone. I'm sorry. This has been a weird episode. Yeah, that's what I'm calling it. Weird episode. Really, yep. that's your name for it. Yep. Okay. Bye, everyone. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Thank you.